Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas, and it's my honor to be your host. Thanks for tuning in. In this week's episodes, we'll be ensuring that we enjoy the last few days of summer before autumn arrives. At least, that's the case for all of you listening in the Northern Hemisphere. I hope you'll enjoy our stories equally if you're south of the equator. We start off the week with a story about Anna, a city girl visiting a countryside town for the day. She finds herself admiring the quiet side of life in this small town. We'll follow her as she goes on a drive before wandering through the quaint downtown and visiting our lush sunflower field. And it will all be read by the wonderfully soothing voice of Gwen. Now then, let's settle down and prepare for a good night's sleep. I hope you're feeling calm and comfortable and ready to relax into the night. But even if you're not quite there yet, that's perfectly fine. You can simply listen along to our story for as long as you like and allow your mind to be carried away to a soft, and gentle place where worries are left behind. And just know that however you're feeling right now, and no matter what is going on in your life at the moment, you are completely deserving of this chance to rest. We all have responsibilities We all tend to feel burdened by thoughts and worries at times. But be in no doubt whatsoever that this is your time to let all of that fade and to simply relax. So gently slow your breathing, finding a pace that brings a greater sense of calm. Draw the air in and let any tension come together at the shoulders. Steadily release the breath and visualize that tension rolling down through your body all the way out through the tips of your toes. Breathe in. Collect the tension 
and let it all go with the exhale. You can continue this pattern of breathing and releasing tension for as long as you need. Then, when you're ready, just allow your natural rhythm of breath to ease back in. Now we're a little more settled, begin to imagine that you're driving down a country road. As you travel further and further from the towns and cities, your problems and worries gradually ease away. You pass by sprawling fields of grass blowing in the wind and dense green forests. This is where we find Anna at the beginning of tonight's story. Anna sees the exit sign down the road. Other cars flow past her at an easy pace. She turns on her right blinker and begins to slow down to pull off the interstate. The road winds around a loop and gradually reveals a lush green hillside with a single ancient tree resting proudly on top. Anna moved to the city nearly a decade ago. She grew up in a small town surrounded by rich farmland and sun-drenched hillsides. Flowing rivers and streams and fertile mountains made up the backdrop of her childhood. Despite the natural beauty that surrounded Anna all her life, she longed for more. She longed for the city, the lights, the action. Anna imagined a different life from the one she grew up living. She wanted to walk to work not commute in a car as she would have had to in her hometown. She wished for weekends at art galleries, meeting people from around the world, and being able to pop into cozy coffee shops to read and people watch. Her hometown did not even have a proper coffee shop. She remembers watching popular television shows as a kid and wishing for a life like that of the characters on screen, whether it was in New York or some other vibrant city. 
Now Anna has all those things and more. Her life feels full of joy and curiosity in the city. But nonetheless, she finds herself missing the charm of small towns. That is why she is escaping to the countryside today. She's going to a place she's never been before and is excited to see a new part of the country. Anna reaches a road at the end of the exit. She flicks on her blinker again and takes a right, heading over a bridge. Below the bridge is a calm lake whose surface reflects the surrounding trees. One side of the lake is lined with small and medium-sized whitewashed boats and an old, rickety dock. Anna notices a young boy jump into the water from the boat dock with a splash. Water sprays up and droplets land on the wooden platform. Life here can be so charming, she thinks to herself. The fresh air and open skies. That's all Anna is looking for. Anything else is just a bonus. These things may seem simple and are often underappreciated or taken for granted. Anna realizes she never knew how much she missed them until now. She is filled with wonder at the wide, endless skies above her. She is driving on a narrow road that rises and falls with the landscape. Here, Anna's view fully showcases the breadth of the sky. She is beginning to come down a hill, but all she can see is the soft blue sky with stretched out white pearly clouds. They reach out on either side extending into tall, leafy trees that border the open space. Anna continues along the country road. Open fields sprawl out around her. Some are dotted with cows hiding under shady trees and others have horses shaking their heads and neighing against the backdrop of a rustic barn. She slows down and takes a right, driving closer to downtown. 
as she does this, she notices a man out walking his dog. He looks up and waves at her. Anna, surprised, smiles and waves back. Small towns in the U.S. are often like that. Anytime you notice another person, you greet them. It doesn't matter whether you're in your car or walking down the street. A simple acknowledgement is commonplace. Anna remembers this from her childhood. She always watched her family greet strangers, and she followed suit. At some point, it became an almost unconscious habit, like breathing. Living in the city, however, her mentality has shifted. She is not used to greeting strangers anymore. Even if it's just a simple wave or nod of the head. Something about being surrounded by so many individuals at any given moment makes you a bit more distant toward people. Anna thinks that's a little funny. People in the city live surrounded by others all the time. So they have to create their bubbles of private space. On the other hand, small town people are happy to strike up a conversation and get to know perfect strangers, even if they never see them again. Soon, Anna sees a small parking lot adjacent to the town's main street. She gracefully swerves in and chooses a parking spot under a big, leafy tree. It shades her car nicely. She turns off the engine, grabs her bag from the passenger seat, and gets out of the car. Anna is quickly embraced by the warm air. Luckily, it's not too humid. It feels just right. Anna closes the car door and then places her keys into her bag. She walks under the protective shade of the trees as she approaches the sun-drenched sidewalk. Anna looks to her right and notices an old brick wall. She loves all the bricks in small-town America. The warm red and brown colors, often with old paint chipping away, only add 
to the wall's beauty. Part of this tall brick wall is covered in a freshly painted mural. It's vibrantly colored, showcasing highlights of the town, intertwined with mountain landscapes and greenery. The name of the town drapes across the bottom portion in lowercase italic letters. Anna smiles, thinking about this lovely little countryside town and how proud the locals must be of it. Surrounded by lush greenery and packed full of charm. They made this mural to commemorate their admiration for their home, Anna thinks. The sound of birds chirping in a nearby tree fill her ear as she continues to admire the mural. Anna feels both relaxed and curious to continue down Main Street. It's a charming road filled with boutiques, antique shops, and even a cafe and bakery. Anna is pleasantly surprised to see that the street has two levels. She notices a set of stairs and even a ramp that both lead up to the next level of sidewalks and balconies over her head. Up above are more local shops and general stores with a few bridges that create access to both sides of the street. Flower pots and plants hug the brick walls and tables and chairs are set out for shoppers to rest and have a coffee. Anna feels a happy sensation build within her and she is excited to explore. She loves antique shops. They remind her of her hometown. When Anna was younger, she used to go to yard sales and antique stores with her grandma and they would hunt for old salt and pepper shakers, teapots, and vintage knitting patterns. She can still remember one particular teapot her grandma found on a particularly hot summer day they spent rummaging through a market. It was a charming white porcelain one with petite roses painted on either side. The pot came with dainty teacups displaying the same floral pattern with gold trim around the top. Actually, Anna still has the teapot. It's beautifully displayed in a small china cabinet in her kitchen. 
she looks back on those simple days fondly and is glad she was able to keep the teapot. She begins to casually walk down Main Street. Her arms sway at her sides and she feels completely content in this moment. Then Anna looks straight out in front of her beyond the row of shops and sees one of the most stunning country views. Green hills sprawl out in the middle distance. Behind them are layers of blue-toned mountains that paint the skyline and fade into the fluffy, pearly clouds and pale blue sky. Anna thinks back to the mural she saw before and how beautiful it seemed with the mountains, but it can't compare to the view in front of her now. She came here based on a friend's recommendation and decided not to look at any pictures online. If she had, she imagines this view would have definitely been on the top page. The brick-lined boutiques, unique second level of shops, and the distant mountains make this one of the most visually interesting places she has been. Just as she has that thought, a butterfly flies past her and catches her attention. It flutters down onto a vibrant flower bed. She smiles, takes another look at the mountains, and carries on down the street. Before too long, Anna is drawn to an antique store on her right-hand side. Rocking chairs sit on the sidewalk in front of it, and inside looks like a quaint maze of old-timey relics. She pulls open the glass door, and the bell chimes above her head. A store person greets her, and Anna smiles and says hello back. The place smells of old newspapers, honey, and brass, a unique combination that Anna decides is just the aroma of antiques, and she likes that. The shop is full of wonderfully unassuming goods. The floorboards are wooden, and the walls have thin panels with old paintings and cuckoo clocks on them. In the back of the store, Anna can make out a set of stairs 
leading up to more antiques. She begins to meander down a path inside the shop. Little stalls of vintage goodies line the way. The old wooden floorboards creak below her with every step. Anna notices a stack of old black and white postcards. She picks them up and flips through a few. She sees destinations like North Carolina, Cambridge, and Paris. Anna gently turns over the Cambridge one and reads a handwritten note dated 1927. It appears to have been written by an American student studying in England. This makes Anna nostalgic as she reminisces about studying abroad in England for a semester herself. She also sent postcards back to her family. Whether she was spending the weekend in London or taking the train to Paris. When she got home, she saw all the postcards up on their refrigerator. It's the simplest things that we keep the closest, Anna thinks. She continues further into the shop. She sees old brass instruments, antique silverware, historic currency, and petite teapots and cups to match. Then, Anna turns a corner and notices a display of local honey for sale. There are so many options to choose from. Some still have the honeycomb inside, and Anna always finds those to be the most delicious. The sweet, fragrant scent of fresh honey fills the air. She stands there for a moment, embracing it. Knowing she could easily spend the rest of the afternoon in this shop. She decides it's time to explore other places, leaving the undiscovered upstairs for another visit. She finds herself back on the street, shaded by the next level sidewalk above her. The air feels warm and humid, but not overbearing. She looks around, hearing more birds chattering amongst themselves. Anna walks past a vintage clothing store, eyeing a rack of colorful dresses as she goes by. Then she passes a quaint 
flower shop. Colorful bouquets and red roses are arranged in a beautiful display. It takes up part of the sidewalk, along with numerous potted plants. Next to them is a small green iron table with two chairs on either side. The table and chairs have a lacy floral design and seem old and well-loved. She can imagine the owner sitting out here in the morning, sipping a coffee while managing her books or reading the local newspaper. Anna looks into the shop and sees hanging ivy and monstera plants, plus endless pots of various flowers, from tall white lilies to pretty daffodils. In the very back is a bright blue espresso machine and a few pastries for sale. Curious, Anna grabs the shop's metal door handle and enters. Once again, a bell chimes above her head and the florist emerges from the back of the store to greet her. The aroma of the shop is enchanting to Anna. It smells like a summer wedding or the garden of some historic castle in England. Anna comments to the florist about how wonderfully fragrant the store is. The florist thanks her and begins to tell Anna a story about a friendly customer who was in earlier buying some sunflowers for her best friend. People who live in small towns are often like this, Anna thinks. They are happy to chat and share stories with perfect strangers. The two continue to talk for a few minutes as Anna slowly makes her way toward the counter to order some treats. She chooses a scrumptious-looking blueberry muffin and pairs it with her favorite coffee. Anna pays, drops a couple of dollars in the tip jar, and goes to sit outside by the front garden display. Anna places her ceramic mug and plate on the table next to her. The muffin and coffee smell about as amazing as the flowers inside, Anna decides. She brings them up to her nose one at a time, taking a bite or a sip 
The muffin is soft and buttery. And the coffee is just right. She looks out across the street, noticing an elderly couple walking together, hand in hand. Behind the couple is a family of three, walking and laughing together before disappearing into a small shop. The streets are delightfully calm compared to the city. Back home, Anna often finds herself speed walking and weaving her way through crowds. Here, she feels like she can go slow, take her time, and fully soak up the moment. Anna appreciates the warm breeze flowing around her as the aroma of the fresh trees, flowers, and summer grass fills the air. She spends some time finishing her muffin and coffee while continuing to watch the pleasant street. Once finished, she gets up and clinks the plate and mug together as she brings them back inside. Then she and the florist wish each other a nice day as the door chimes shut behind her. Around the corner, she sees a staircase that leads up to the downtown's second level. She walks to it, passing a leafy tree and flowers along the way. The second level offers new views and more local shops. Like a general store with many flavors of soft-serve ice cream and a variety of other items. Anna walks to where she has a clear view of the majestic mountains she admired earlier. Luckily, she spies a shady wooden bench that looks so inviting. She takes a seat. The sun-bleached bench makes creaking noises as the old bolts rub against the wood. The sun hangs low over the horizon now, and several clouds fill the skyline. Her view is even better from this angle, Anna realizes. She admires the rugged, rippled texture of the blue-tinted mountains. The sky seems so much larger than it does where she lives. Here, she can turn her head 
and the sky just continues to grow in every direction with clouds, birds, and butterflies. Looking back, she can see the grassy hills a bit better. They fill the space just below the mountains. She spots the brown and black and white cows. She can't make out the details from here, but she imagines them wearing loose metal bells around their necks. She remembers this from her hometown. Herders use them to keep track of their cattle when they're out grazing. The hilly land looks expansive, and she imagines something like a cowbell would be necessary. Anna begins to ponder what she will do next. She considers taking a walk through a nearby sunflower field. Anna learned about it from the florist, and apparently it's only a few minutes' drive away. She thinks of some other things she could do to occupy her time. Like perhaps visiting more shops or looking at the other street murals. But her mind keeps returning to the sunflowers. So she takes one last look at the gorgeous mountains and heads back down the stairs toward the parking lot. Her keys jangle as she pulls them out of her handbag. Starting up her car, she follows the directions the florist recommended. It's a quick and simple route, she told Anna. Anna pulls out of the lot, takes a left, and goes straight until she comes to a traffic light with a vendor selling boiled peanuts to her right. There are very few cars at this intersection. She stops at the red light and then takes a right passing the peanut vendor. Soon, she can see the flower field in the distance. There's a small wooden sign pointing to the parking lot for the field. Reading it, she slows down and pulls into a tiny gravel square. Once again, she turns off the car and puts her keys into her bag. 
she shuts the door behind her and makes her way toward a sea of sunflowers. They move gently in the warm breeze. She reaches out her hand and delicately touches the soft, velvety petals of one of the flowers. The stems stand tall. Some of them even reach above her head. Others come up to her shoulders. This place feels magical to Anna, truly. She cannot remember the last time she was in a flower field of any kind. To add to the magic, the gentle light of the golden hour, the time just before sunset when the sun's rays are orange and soft, peeks through the open spaces in the field. The light shines down, mixing and mingling with the rich golden hue of the flowers. Anna begins to amble through the field, letting her mind wander. She feels relaxed in this peaceful setting. It's meditative, letting go of lingering thoughts and concerns and appreciating the beauty of this moment here and now. She imagines she will stay here for a while. Breathing in the fresh, aromatic air and watching the sun setting over the cheerful summer field. And that is just what she does. She ends a wonderful day in the countryside this way. Once the sun sets, Anna will return downtown for a wholesome dinner at a local restaurant. She will decide to spend the night at a bed and breakfast around the corner. It's a cozy place with mesmerizing views of the mountains Anna admires so much. And when she goes to bed tonight, she'll listen to the sound of crickets and watch the flickering lights of fireflies out her window. An escape to the countryside was just what Anna needed.